bad kaiju, Oshea Edwards, the kaiju of STP, known as Shane Taylor Promotions. And right now, baby, you watching and you listening to Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Goes down smooth, like no chaser. Drink up, boys. Let's go get it. Welcome to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randy Zellia from BackSportsPage.com. And thank you for making us a part of your week. New episodes drop every Friday here through BackSportsPage and where you can find all podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are all over the place. Google Podcasts. Any platform you want, we are there. Wherever you listen to all your podcasts, you can find the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast, courtesy of BackSportsPage.com. I'd like to thank Andrew Fumi and Elisa Dukas for all of the work they've been doing through behind the scenes here at the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. And let's jump into some news before we jump into O'Shea Edwards from Shane Taylor Promotions, courtesy of Ring of Honor. Uh, right now, let's jump into a little bit of news and notes going around the wrestling world. Right now, the WWE catching a little backfire because their WWE NXT UK star Walter has come in and gone with his name change. Uh, going on with Gunther and all these different uh, type of controversy that's going on with on how everybody knows him as Walter and now coming over and changing his name as soon as he makes it over to regular NXT. So there's a lot of backlash, backfire, and even AEW star Cody Rhodes making reference to it during AEW Dynamite last night. And speaking of AEW, man, what a show. John Moxley returning in the opening segment, uh, addressing that he uh, is officially back from his rehab stint uh, that he went in for back in... I believe it was in October where he went back and was able to straight, sort of straighten out his personal demons. Cody Rhodes came out with a very passionate promo. Rumor going on right now, Cody Rhodes working without a contract as an executive of executive VP and, of course, the TNT champion, which sets up a ladder match. I liked the promo from Cody, it's been a long time since we've seen a very fiery Cody Rhodes, and I think that's one of the reasons why fans have been so turned off by Cody lately. He's been sort of like the Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, and he even referenced the fact that he has not turned heel as of yet. I really enjoyed Cody's promo last night. Look, the action last night on Dynamite, very, very simple. Orange Cassidy and Chris, Strat uh, Chris Stratlander versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Hell of a match. Tore the house down, and of course, the main event was what it was with Sting and Darby Allen versus the acclaimed. I like the acclaim. I think it's only a matter of time till, till the acclaim turn babyface and it'll be the most popular tag team they have. I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm a little burnt out of the Darby Allen Sting combination. As much as they are, uh, Sting is a legend, he's a mentor to Darby. I, I don't know how much longer, um, you know, fans are gonna really dig this Darby Allen character. It's been a long time now. Uh, I, would, I would love to see a heel turn, maybe him turn on Sting and actually feud with Sting. But Sting is 60-something years old. You're only getting a little a little bit out of him at a time. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where that goes. The other news and notes, uh, Sean Spears, his wife Cassie Lee, tweeted out last night that he only lost within like 30 seconds of against CM Punk. The CM Punk MJF, storyline has been growing and growing and growing and growing and it's been it's been very 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 good i think it's one of the most interesting parts of AEW dynamite 
And what's amazing about AEW Dynamite is they don't oversaturate their guys. You're not seeing Brian Danielson and Miro, Kenny Omega, and even the Hangman Adam Page, their world champion, every single week for five segments of the show, like WWE. I'm not meaning to attack WWE, but look, we're going to call it like it is. WWE feels like a stale WCW product right now with what they're producing. There's a couple little good little nuggets here and there. I think uh, Kevin Owens... Has always been a, a good segment. I, I've always enjoyed Sami Zayn. The stuff with Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar a couple weeks ago was uh, very, very funny. Of course, the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar feud, which is going to take off at WrestleMania Facebook page a couple days ago. The WWE officially nixed the idea of having champion versus champion. They're not going to do that at WrestleMania. It's probably going to be Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Roman reigns okay so this week's show we have o'shea edwards of shane taylor promotions uh there he was a big part of ring of honor for a long time up until ring of honor went dark uh, a couple weeks ago uh, we had the opportunity to sit down with him at ridgefield park uh, you can go back to go back to our we are wrestling episode we had a couple weeks back in this episode though it's me and o'shea edwards going one-on-one talking about everything from ring of honor shane taylor promotions his start in wrestling he took a gamble on himself and it certainly paid off. Check out O'Shea Edwards right now here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. All right, we're back here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. O'Shea Edwards, Shane Taylor Promotions, uh, joining me right now. Uh, those who, who remember our We Are Wrestling video clips, we got to speak to O'Shea out in Ridgefield Park. O'Shea, thanks for uh, giving us a few minutes and being able to sort of a little bit go more in depth, be able to tell your story. So thanks for giving us a few minutes, man. Yeah, man, no problem, man. Appreciate you having me. So last time we spoke with you, we were on the cusp of the final Ring of Honor show. Before we go to the beginning of your story, let's let's just just, just go back and discuss what that night meant to you. What was the attitude? What was the general feeling? When we spoke in Richfield Park, you said you were not sure on, on what was really going to happen. How did the night play out, in your opinion, the final Ring of Honor show? Man, it, I mean, as it's, it's, it's bittersweet as it was, man, it was everything, you know, it could have been, um, like I said, the night before, man, like I told everybody's like, if this is going to be the last time, then, you know, let's go play in the sunlight, you know, one, one more time. So, um, like the future's uncertain, like everything else. Um, but it's everything's stuff like that. So outside of my control that I can't really figure out, you know, what people want to do. Cause I just can't. Um, but in terms of how the show went, man, it couldn't went any, if there's any other way to like, um, send out ring of honor, you, you somebody's gonna have to explain it to me because uh because to me it went off without a hitch man it was great um real emotional um like behind the scenes i like this stuff for a lot of people it was oh no uh, for a lot of people it was one of those things it was um like it's gonna be the last time some of us were actually gonna see each other you know but um but no like i say it it's kind of hard to really put into words of like how you know how it felt but for me, I went out exactly the way I would have wanted to go out. It must be good news to hear that they are planning some different shows. Uh, they have mm-hmm. some stuff there at WrestleMania weekend. So it's not like the company's going away. Maybe it really is like that. Usually when a company says, we're going to take a little hiatus, everyone has that feeling of doubt. But but now that you're starting to see that there's some announcements coming, it must be giving you a good feeling saying, okay, they're, they're, they're not going away. And we might be coming back, but it's be a different cast of characters coming back. Right, right, and that's and that's pretty much that's pretty much how like you know everyone's taking it, you know. And then even from there, it's just like, what does that mean? And like I said, for a lot of people, we're just like, man, we will, 
we will find out when we get there because yeah. nobody, nobody man it's so it's so it's so up in the air with a lot of different people it's so outside of everyone's really control in terms of like you know what we're you know what we want to do so um you know it, it's 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 a strange time but you know usually you know this is where change comes so we're all kind of like you know not so much getting ready it's like we're always we're already been ready so now we're just trying to you know when that time comes and when that when that phone call happens we're all we're all ready to go what is something that fans don't understand about the business side of professional wrestling obviously the ring <laughs> action and then there's the the online everyone wants to see who's jumping where who's going where but talk about the business side of it what is something that the fans probably don't understand that a wrestler has to go through as far as the business is concerned man wrestling's fickle wrestling is very 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 fickle and you are constantly um having to you know go with the ebbs and flows of you know what's you know, what's kind of hot right now. Like in wrestling right now, the, the real big thing is like a lot of guys really start to get to pure wrestling, which rightfully so, it's it's great art porn. You know, um, for a while, Deathmatch Wrestling kind of had its time in the sun. So it all comes in like cycles and, you know, all that good stuff. So now we're just kind of waiting. Some of us are waiting for the, you know, the age of the big men to come back. So some of us can our time to do what we got to do. Um, but there's the, the joy of wrestling, man, is there's so many different forms of it. There's so many levels of nuance. Uh, within wrestling and just because you may not like something which is perfectly fine um you know doesn't mean like the next guy's not um there's always room for everything on the card uh i say that but of course with some things you know it's like hey it's a all this show so you may not want that on the show because it kind of goes against the flow um and then one thing people don't understand is it, it is a business this is a business. Um, a lot of people keep saying oh you need to have more of this on the show and which always gets responded with well you run your show and then you can put whatever you want to put on that show. Um, he <laughs> doesn't put a certain uh, person on the show, which is sometimes the way the business goes is, you know, maybe that person couldn't be on the show. Maybe they couldn't, you know, maybe the money didn't work out. Maybe the, you know, event didn't work out, you know? So there's so many different, you know, like I said, I say, I use a level of nuance that goes into these decisions put on these shows that most people don't think about, but a lot of people tend to make this knee-jerk reaction in terms of like, oh, well, they don't have this on the show, so it must be this. No, no, guys, that's that's not it. This is a business. We're in the business of trying to make money. We're trying to put the right people on a show. We're trying to put the right people on TV that will make us money. Um, you know, um, sometimes that's a little easier to convey to other people other people than some and some people get it and some people don't you know it's funny mick foley gave it a, a example back in the 90s about professional wrestling and i feel like it sort of went away and i and not saying it to be a bad thing towards wwe but wwe sort of went away for it and for the longest time since they were the only show in town this is what it was but mick foley used to compare professional wrestling to the circus if you main if you don't like the bearded lady act you might like the tightrope walkers but there's a little something in there for everybody do you think mm -hmm. that do you think right now because of where we are with impact wrestling obviously with ring of honor whatever the situation is going to be it's going to be but with mlw aw wwe that they're giving us the opportunity to sort of have that opportunity to have well okay if you don't like what they're doing here, you might like what they're doing here. If, or if this, if this promotion is not doing it like you do it, you, you have this promotion here. Do you think we're getting back to a point where wrestling is offering that? 
I hope so. I, it, but I, I re, only reason why I say that is because like, why not? Um, never is there ever a good thing when there's a monopoly. Um, Cause when a monopoly, um, I always say that people start resting on their laurels and people start is, oh, well, we're the only show in town so we can do whatever we want to. Look at the NFL. There's a while where the NFL was just like garbage. Like, what is this? Oh. This, is, this is horrible. And then all of a sudden the XFL pops up out of nowhere. And then granted, was it like the most, was it the most polished thing on, on TV? God, no. But was it brand new? Just something else to watch? Hell yeah, it was. Um, and to get wrestling back to that point is great. It's one of the reasons why I love the indies because like, guys, if you don't like this, that's okay. People are allowed not to like something. With that same breath, though, people are allowed to like something. I can't say that enough. Um, just because <laughs> it doesn't mean the next person won't. Just because you like it doesn't mean the next person will. It's okay. We're not the same person. We're allowed to like different type of stuff. Like, I love rap music. Does that mean I like all of rap music? No. Some of it I think is complete horseshit. But I still like it. I like what I like. I don't like what I like. It's okay. You know, the, the police aren't going to come and get me because, oh, you don't like this guy? Well, how dare, yeah, how dare I? It's not, it's not my cup of tea. Same thing with wrestling. There's some wrestling that I absolutely love and I absolutely enjoy and I watch all the time. And then there's some I'm just like, man, I don't get it. But can I appreciate the art? And can I respect the guys that go out there and do it? Of course I can. Because why would I knock something that I know, one, I'm not going to go do. So like, why, why would I knock it? Um, so I'm excited to see what wrestling is going to, the landscape of wrestling is going to, um, especially with the amount of talent that's out there now. Um, there's a chance for a lot of first-time matchups that most people never thought about having until like it happens. So um, I'm excited for it. I'm glad to be in the mix, you know, of you know getting the matches I've always wanted since I first started. Yeah, and let's let's talk about your story a little bit. Um, you know, you and I had the opportunity to meet in Ridgefield Park. And it was one of the first times, uh, you know, I watched Ring of Honor, but it was the first time I got to see you sort of sort of on your own and have a one-on-one -on -one match. And then it was a, a, a hell of a hell of a battle. Uh, but my, my wife looked at me right after the match and goes, is he okay? I'm like, I hope so. He took a door. You guys took a door <laughs> and smashing it on each other's head, man. And that yep. was the de definition of hardcore wrestling, which I haven't seen in, in a long time. <laughs> but for you, when did your love of professional wrestling start? Uh, man, I was, a, I've been a fan since I was like eight, been a fan since I was eight. Um, dad took me to my first, uh, WWE at the time, WWF, there goes my age, um, a house show in Madison Square Garden. And I fell in love with Ahmed Johnson first time I saw him. Um, and then it kind of just grew from there. I was off and on for a little while. Um, cause you know, grew up in the South, really all you had was WCW at the time until like, you know, Monday Night Raw became a thing. Um, but even still, I was, I was a big WCW kid because that's what I grew up on. Um, and then as I got a little older, you know, I kind of like, uh, I kind of faded off a little bit, you know, here and there. Because after a while, I kind of got corny. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't like this anymore. Kind of stopped, stopped watching. Um, but it wasn't until really until I started getting into like Ring of Honor and some uh, um, some of the other smaller shows that, I, that, that love started to grow again. And eventually I was just like yo i think i can do this <laughs> um and i kind of i just kind of took a chance on myself man kind of figure out like yeah let's see if i can do this if i can't all right what's the what have i lost a few hours out of my day and you know a few bucks okay whatever but at least i can say i tried it and no one can say that i you know i don't know what i'm talking about Where um 
Mm-hmm. I, was say, I was about to say, and, and, and how did you discover the wrestling school and what age? And- Man, that, that was hard just because there were so many schools at the time. You had at the time um, the power plant that was under a different name. Um, that was WW school. Power plant was a different name. Um, you also had WWA4 at the time was held up by Mr. Hughes. Um, but there was um, Johnny Swinger. Actually, he's in Impact now. He was running a, a just a real, just kind of like a drop-in type Hey man, let's see if this is for you. Type deal. Um, and that was kind of my. I was I was an adult by the time I started wrestling. I, I wasn't a kid. Um, but at the same time, I was like, oh, cool for you know, hey, twenty bucks, two three days a week, twenty twenty bucks to drop in, kind of see if I can learn the ropes a little bit. And I did. So I was with him. He's the one who kind of got me on my way. Um, I was in for about like six seven months. Um, and then I got an opportunity to train with Robert Gibson. Um, okay. he has. Douglasville, Georgia, like maybe like an hour west out of Atlanta. And um, I ran across some of his students and they were like, yo, man, you got to come out here. Uh, you got to You got to come out this way. You got to train. Robert will absolutely love you. Um, and I was with Robert for the rest of that time. Um, then the big best thing about Johnny is when I went to go train with Robert, I asked him, you know, hey, um, is it cool that I go train with Robert? You know, he I kind of got an invite to go. And Johnny was very like, yeah, please go do that. Um, he goes, I gave you the building blocks out of wrestle, but Robert will fill in the gaps. He goes, I can't teach you everything. Um, I'm not even going to sit there and claim that I can teach you everything. He goes, but if there's anybody who can come close to teach you everything, Robert can. Um, and so I just kind of like, um, it's kind of went from there. Um, you know, kind of took my seminars here and there, you know, from guys that I wanted to learn from, guys who I wanted to emulate um, in a sense get a better grip of like my footwork and my basics and everything like that until I got a chance to um, like 2016, I flew up to Philly and went to my first ring of our tryout. Um, you know, it, I just want to see where I stood with everyone else. Cause to me, ring of honor is already where I want to be. That was my level of success. I never had these images of grandeur where I was going to make the Tokyo dome or I was going to square guard. Like I got it. I was like, come on, man. Everyone can't play in the Super Bowl. Like I understand. Um, but still, I just wanted to be in front of a crowd. I want, my thing is if I was going to do this. I'm going to do this to the best of my ability um, and then take every opportunity that I can. Um, so the very first time I was in there, man, I was nervous. First few times I was actually nervous. Um, you know, in ring at the time, wasn't that great? I'll be the first one to tell. Like, no, nah, wasn't that great? I was wrestling for like maybe over a year at that point in time. Like, enough to know I really shouldn't have been up there if I was like screw it here I am um but my promo game was top notch um they were like you need basically he's like hey man your biggest problem is you're wrestling guys um who I was like you never really got a chance to wrestle people who are better than you and I was like yeah that's a fair assessment so their big advice was hey man look you got to go out there and you got to start wrestling more people you got to start wrestling guys who who are better than you it's the only way you're going to grow um and, and, you know, it's like, but this isn't a no, this is not yet. And so for like for two years, I just got on the road and I just grind and grind and grind. I was driving to Chicago by myself. I was, you know, paying my own way to get to New York and this, some of these other places and da, 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 da. And it wasn't until I started getting into like Mississippi and Tennessee that really started to take off. It really started becoming its own little thing. Um, then I come back up here, actually, Marine Bottom moved to Baltimore and, um, I did it against another tryout camp. And when I walked in the door and we do promos for the first day, um, a lot of guys who were kind of putting on the camp, they were like, Hey man, you're going to want to see this. Like this kid came two years ago 
he's gotten better. And so I knew for a fact, like I, all eyes were on me because one, I've been here before. So I know, I know the tricks. I know the gambit. I, I know that I got the Iggy, if you will, about what's going on. So, um, you know, everyone else there kind of like, Oh, I'm here to learn. And I kind of looked at everybody else and me, I'm here for a job. So like, I don't know what you guys are here for. I'm here for a job. And for two days, man, I just kind of, everything I've learned. And that, and that, and at that time, the, you know, those four years, you know, four or five years, anything I've ever learned, I put right into those two days. And when it was all said and done, they're like, Hey man, do you want to come up here and train with us? We can't promise anything, but you know, we can, you know, if you come up here and you show us everything you showed us today, the sky's the limit for you. So, um, yeah, it's kind of at that point in time, I just, I was like, Jesus, take the wheel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> quit my job, you know, moved up to Baltimore and be honest with you, man, it's probably one of the best things I ever did. It must have been really nerve wracking too. They're saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a shot." And if it doesn't, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no safety net in that sense. You're, you're, and there's a lot of people who are scared to do that. There's a lot of people who won't do that in life. They won't. They want to have that safety net. They want to have that. Uh, was there any any uh, reservations about doing it, or was it like this is a no brainer? I got to do. Oh man, it was. There was no reservation what I wanted to do. <laughs> not <laughs> at all man there there was yeah I, I knew exactly what i wanted to do um this like i said this is what i wanted this is exactly what i wanted i wanted to um i wanted to be a wrestler you know i it's one of the few times where i did something on the first day and i had it i'm like i got it like i, I got this man this this is this is like a duck in water like nope i, I got it Let, let's go so for me i'm always trying to um learn more i'm always i'll forever be student of the game like even before this i was kind of watching some wrestling just really um just doing some some little low-key film study for myself you know just some stuff i may like to do da, 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 da. try to see where guys minds at when they're doing a certain move blah 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 so i'm always i've got i'm always asking questions like why are we doing this why would you do this when you probably do this you know something that's other and it's not really to be disrespectful it's just i like to know where guys brains are at when they're thinking about certain stuff it's one thing just kind of just do a move, do a move but my biggest thing is why are we doing this move? Can you talk about that first when you when you went up to train and be, become part of the Ring of Honor roster? What the uh, mindset and what do you remember about that first experience with Ring of Honor going out there in the crowd for the first time? Man, the first time in the crowd was I wasn't even on the show, but I was kind of coming out with it was best in the world. Um, that was first for the COVID era. It was the first time we had like fans back. Um, and it was insane. Like I got goosebumps just to come out there with them and all the stuff that we did on um, like social media and everything. It was the accumulation of all that work. It felt great, man. I think we had like 1200 people at the time. It was it's, to us. It was a beautiful moment just because it was like people for us. It's like people are listening. People are watching, you know, and people are talking. Um, let it be negative or positive. People are talking, you know, I'll take it just long as they're talking like yeah. i'll take it you know um so it was it was so cool to be out there and then to get a chance to perform for the first time was even better um just because there's nothing like getting a chance to perform in front of like people you know when you hadn't had that chance yet um i told before like y'all talked a lot of shit to get here i talked a lot of shit and i talked so much crap that you know i can't fail I cannot fail. I talked way too much trash for me to, to me to trip up now because the minute they, 
like oh see i told you he wasn't ready so for me it was it was a, an accumulation of all the hard work but i knew for a fact my i was just getting started and then also during the pandemic it was probably very difficult like like you said you know i talked about this a little bit in richville park the pandemic was a little difficult for all wrestlers but i think it also gave them a wake-up call on the things they they can work on to get better what were some of the things that you were able to improve on yourself during the pandemic with no audience um honestly it all boiled down to character development um just working on i was always good i was always a talker i always talk people into a building but it's one thing to like for me i started getting into the mind frame of like i wanted to create movies um little two minute movies about what's happening um i wanted to get you it within my words but i want you to watch what i was saying and how i was saying it and why i was saying it um because i, I like to i love nuance when i wrestle i love nuance when i create um when i create promos because i want to re reward those who pay attention i want to reward those who watch you know um if i say like hey i'm gonna break your back and I go to the ring and everything I'll start working on is the back. He's like, oh man, he said he was gonna do this. He said he was gonna do this. So for me, it's like what I what I do before the bell and what I do after the bell rings, to me, they all have to come together. They have to, they have to like mesh. Cause if not, like what's the, you know, what what, what are we doing? I've just in my mind, I've I've sold a false bill of goods. To, to me, I remember watching all the different shows during the pandemic and uh, Impact and ROH didn't have crowds there. AEW had the wrestlers at ringside and select fans for a little while. And the WWE did the big Thunderdome, which yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I had a hard time with the Thunderdome. I really did. Um, in, your, in, in, in your opinion, for after the pandemic with with you know fans going out and the independence started opening up again the work that you did with ring of honor how important was that tv time for you going back to the independence and did it did it give you i don't want to say a financial boost but was it able to give you a little bit more notoriety to help get you more gigs in that sense being a part of ring of honor well, it was a definitely financial boost like make no <laughs> financial boost um but but yeah um everything you just said was spot on it gave me more of a give me more leverage in terms of like what i was asking why i was asking it um but then at the same time it gave me more leeway in terms of people i work with um you know except i'm on tv i do pay-per-views so when you get a chance to you know, get a chance to work somebody, everyone wants to give you like their best, which is all everyone want. It's like, if you be in the room with me, I'm expecting that I'm getting your A game. Um, because anything else, like I'm gonna find out. And if I find out, I'm gonna drag you. Like I was gonna drag you across this ring. Um, but no, it, it was like I said, it, for me, being able to work TV, man, it just gave me a better idea of where I was at, gave me a better idea of where I'm going. I use frame of like knowing where the camera is without knowing where the camera is at the same time. Um, I also have a tendency of where I, I hear the crowd when, when there is one, I just don't see them because for me, it's, I'm not wrestling for the crowd. I never wrestle. I'm wrestling because this is what I want to do. 
Um, the fact is you know, people in the crowd, they pay 20 bucks to watch me do what I like to do the best and what I'm really, really good at. So I'm not going to wrestle for you. You're, you're coming for the, you're, you're paying for the privilege to come along with me. And, you know, from there, it just kind of, it kind of co comes into its own own Cause I'm not here to placate, you know, I'm like, nah, man, this is what I'm doing today. And this is pretty much like as a chef is you don't tell me what I'm going to cook. I'm going to cook something. You're going to eat it. You're going to like it. At the end of the day, for it. <laughs> Yeah, and you're gonna want more. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, can you talk to me how the relationship with Shane Taylor Promotions? Yeah, man, it's man, it's great. It's one of the few things. Well, I'm like this um, with the, with the with the exception being the foundation. We're the only group that, after Ring of Honor, we're still the, we're still a group. We're still a group. Um, the foundation pops up when they're on the same show. Well, me, Shane, Moses, Jasper, I mean, uh, Khan and, and Ron, we could be on five different shows. We're still STP, no matter like what show we're on. Let it be one of us, two of us, three of us, or five of us, doesn't matter. We're still STP. Um, and on that, we're all friends. Like we're all legitimate, like friends. We're brothers. We talk to each other at least once a day. You know, one big group chat. We talk to each other at least once a day. We all check in. You know, so it's one of those where we all understand what wrestling is. If one person can make it, dude, go make your money. Like, go make it. But we all know, like, at, we're still a crew. Like, it does. It doesn't matter if somebody can go off and do something great, and it can open the door for the rest of us. Cool. We're not expecting anything from that, but hey, man, one of our own is going farther than we ever could, and that's awesome. We'll continue to support that. We always want to make sure that everybody in our group gets their gets their flowers, gets their money, gets their food, you know. But it is never like, oh, I guess you know you forgot it. I was like, no, nah, man, do what you got to do. We get it. It's a business. Um, it's the reason why I like, you know, being a part of STP. It's everything I've ever wanted. You know, when I was coming up is what I always wanted was that one group that like I can look at like, yo, I want to be like those guys or yo, I want to wrestle those guys. <laughs> well, and that's funny, too, because you see in wrestling different factions and mm -hmm. you and you and just like you, you can tell that a lot of them are just they look tight on TV, but they're just there working with each other. And everyone goes separate ways, come back to TV. Yeah. And it's like, but like the way you're describing it, it's like a family. And, and, and that's, and that's, that's cool. And obviously you guys want to all see yourselves successful in a perfect world where money is not an issue. And you had the opportunity to say, Shane Taylor promotions would look really good here. Where would here be? New Japan. New Japan. No, cause no one else looks like us. Uh, it really is like New Japan or Impact. No, no, really looks like us. Um, and then doing what we're doing on such a level, um, I think we can set the bar so many different ways. I think we can really like part of the pun, but make an impact so many different ways. Um, I do believe we can move the needle. You know, I, yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I, I would say, especially with Impact, because I feel like Impact right now is on an uptick because of the Mickey James announcement, and there's some different things going on there. I think that could definitely really be uh, really good for you guys. Uh, I got to ask this question because you're, you're down in Baltimore and I know you're a football guy because you definitely used the football analogy a bunch of different times. And yep. I know you and I spoke a little bit briefly about uh, who your NFL team is. Uh, you said it was the Ravens, correct? Lamar Killigan, not being out there and then the injuries and COVID and everything. Yeah. It um, what do you think the Ravens got to do, man? to get back at it besides Lamar getting healthy. 
it's healthy, man. Listen, you lost you lost J.K. Dobbins before the season even started. Then you lost your backup to him before the season was started. The secondary was suspect at best. Um, <laughs> it's like, ugh, what what is this going to be? Um, but at the same time, man, you know, it, it's it's professional football. I'm from Georgia, so I'm a big Georgia boy. So like Monday, like Ravens, Ravens, Ravens gonna lose, but I'm like, don't care. Georgia's national champions. That's all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. Dog. Look, look, it could be worse, man. As you see on the background here, I do a lot of stuff with the Giants. You know what's been going on up here with the Giants. <laughs> like, I had to, I had to sit through the owner call yesterday, and him just saying, "I'm sorry," <laughs> to everybody kept on saying, "I'm sorry," but nothing could be uh, as as tough as that. So, where are you the next couple of weeks? Let's plug where you're going to be, and also let's plug social media. Where are you going to be the next couple of uh, the next couple sure. weekends? Um, this uh, this weekend I got Catalyst Wrestling out in um, uh, out in um, the Bronx. <laughs> really, so that ought to be fun. Um, then in February I'm in Indiana at PPW, and then I have a show in Indianapolis. Um, I got IWC in New York. Um, I got uh, Fight Club Pro in DC. Like February is a really busy month. I'm kind of excited because then I get to tour basically Massachusetts on the end of February and then going into March. Um, you know, I got a lot of lot of dates still to, to plug in um, this, that, and the other. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I appreciate the time I get off. It, it allows me to kind of like reconnect with some other stuff and kind of like step away from wrestling a little bit. Um, December was really, really busy. So taking not not having this many dates in January was kind of like a blessing in disguise because a lot of me to like recuperate and recover and kind of like just take a minute to like unplug and decompress a little bit and kind of just chill so um but socials man you find me on twitter um big bad kaiju b-i-g i'm sorry yeah b-i-g-b-a-d-k-a-i-j-u um and then for um instagram it's the same thing but period after every single word Cool. All right. That's, you can follow O'Shea Edwards on social media. And if he's coming to a town near you, definitely go out and see him, support him. Definitely worth the uh, definitely worth the money to go see it, to, to get yourself a ticket to go see it. Uh, and thanks for coming out to the Cup Pro Wrestling Podcast today, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. That was O'Shea Edwards here on the Cup Pro Wrestling Podcast. What a great dude. We had the pleasure of sitting down with him at Ridgefield Park. And uh, he's just a great guy. He has high aspirations for himself. Took a lot of gambles. He's looking to find himself in either New Japan or in AEW. If you have the opportunity to go out and see him and follow him, man, go out there. He is a great guy. Uh, and we're glad to have him here on the Cup of Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to our staff, Alyssa and Andrew, for all the work that you guys do. Next week, Charlie Haas. That's from the world's greatest tag team, Team Angle. Uh, great career in the WWE and Ring of Honor. Looking forward to sitting down with him and talking with him about his career next week here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well on all of our podcast platforms at iHeartRadio and soon to be Cave Talk Radio. We'll get more details into that next week. Until then, my name is Randy Zelli from BackSportsPage.com, and this has been the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>